0: Well, boys, these folks want to hear some good old-time music, what'll we play?
1: Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, we're going to celebrate not one, not two, not three, but four birthdays. Only one is a composer and bandleader, and the other three aren't even human, but the states of Indiana, Alabama, and Mississippi – We'll also have a set of rapidly rotating records about pickles. What? That's right, pickles. Before that, though, I want to make a correction to last week's show. I completely forgot to back announce the second record in Grandpa Bob Efros' birthday celebration. It was Waiting for the Moon by Lloyd Keating and his music, actually Ben Selvin, from Velvet Tone 2441. The label credits Robert Wood with the vocal, but Johnson and Shirley say it's Jack Miller, and other sources say Scrappy Lambert. Most importantly, it wasn't Bob Efros on trumpet, but apparently Manny Klein. Now that that's out of the way, last week we celebrated Charles L. Johnson's birthday, but I ran out of time for one of his tunes I wanted to play, so here it is to start off a set of rapidly rotating records about pickles.
0: boys, these folks want to hear some good old-time music. What'll we play? Anything. Georgia Breakdown? Sure. Bust down.
2: <laughs> Here, you got whitewash all over you, coach. Wish somebody'd shut that door my feet go.
0: What is that all over your mouth? Do you have eggs for supper?
2: Here, take my handkerchief and wipe it off.
0: Smell them good old Georgia business. Y'all smell some
3: cooking. Turnip greens. Sweet mutton taters. Cornbread. Buttermilk.
2: I sure have got a bad toast.
0: Hey, can you reach over here and blow my nose? Much obliged.
3: See that gal over there with all that red ribbon on her hair?
2: The one with the false feet. ain't she a pain.
3: Wish that feller put some wood on the fire.
0: Ain't got no firewood. I wish he'd burn some of this stove wood. gonna last anyhow. I'll
3: be glad when it's over.
1: Charles L. Johnson wrote Dill Pickle's Reg in 1906, and we started off that Pickle segment with the very first recording of it by percussionist Chris Chapman, a 78 from my personal collection, Victor Batwing 16678, recorded July 15, 1908. Chapman was accompanied by the Victor Orchestra, and they had made four takes in a session a few months earlier on April 9, but those efforts were rejected. Chris Chapman played glass xylophone and various other handbell instruments and played orchestra bells with the Metropolitan Opera Company for several months in 1906 and 1907. Dill Pickles Rag was followed by the original Memphis Five with Pickles, written by Charles Rassoff, who also brought us When You and I Were Seventeen. Pickles was recorded May twenty-fifth, nineteen twenty-three, by Columbia and issued as catalog number A three nine two four. We finished up with Georgia Bust Down from Vocalion five four three six, recorded in March of nineteen thirty. So what does Georgia bust-down have to do with pickles? Well, it was played there by Dilly and his dill pickles.
0: That's silly!
1: John Dillashaw was born in 1896 on Pumpkin Vine Creek near New Hope in Paulding County, Georgia. In 1922, he moved with his wife, Opal Kiker, to Atlanta, where he worked for the Atlanta Fire Department. Dilly, as he was known, was a left handed guitar player and gained a reputation in the area for his musical abilities. He was first heard on Atlanta radio station WSB with a contingent of musicians from the fire department on Tuesday, June 3, 1924. On the show, Dillashaw was billed as the Daredevil Guitarist. In 1929, he formed his own band, Seven Foot Dilly and His Dill Pickles. The group consisted of Dillashaw on guitar, Brothers Shorty Lindsay on tenor banjo and Pink Lindsay on bass, and fiddler Harry Kiker, Dilly's brother in law. Although John Dilly Delashaw wasn't really seven feet tall, at a height of at least six foot seven, he came pretty close. I'm the less than five foot eight and shrinking Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Which was the 20th state admitted to the Union? Correct. Mississippi, which joined the U.S. on December 10th, 1817. So, to commemorate Mississippi's statehood, here are some rapidly rotating records about the Magnolia State. Bertie Groffet's 1925 Tone Journey, Mississippi Suite, an orchestral suite in four movements, depicting scenes along a journey down the Mississippi River. It was first performed that summer by Paul Whiteman's orchestra at the Hippodrome Theater in New York City. The first of the four movements is Father of the Waters and depicts the birth of the Mississippi River in the streams of Minnesota and the lands of the Chippewa. The entire piece runs about 17 minutes, but because of space limitations, the first movement is not included in Whiteman's September 7, 1927 recording issued on Victor 12-inch 78, catalog number 35859, which we just heard. So it starts with the second movement, titled Huckleberry Finn, based, of course, on Mark Twain's novel. Side 1 or part 1 of the record ends with the third movement titled Old Creole Days, Grofé's interpretation of spirituals sung by slaves on the plantations. Side 2 or part 2 of the record is the fourth and final movement of the work titled Mardi Gras, a musical depiction of Fat Tuesday in New Orleans. A full and complete recording of the work as Grofé composed and orchestrated it for white men wasn't made until 2004, when Stephen Richmond conducted the Harmony Ensemble of New York. Mississippi was the 20th state admitted to the Union, but it followed Indiana the 19th, admitted 364 days earlier, on December 11, 1916. Given that it's December 15th, I should point out that back in the 1850s, there was a small community about 120 miles from Indianapolis known as Santa Fe, When the town got big enough to have a post office, there was a problem, because there was already a city of Santa Fe, Indiana, and the town would have to change their name in order to get their post office. Legend has it that on a cold Christmas Eve, as the town folk were considering new names, a young child hearing sleigh bells yelled out Santa Claus, and the town had its new name. Santa Claus, Indiana, is located in Spencer County and has a population of about 2,500. So to commemorate Indiana's statehood, here's a set of rapidly rotating records about Indiana, beginning with Aileen Stanley. Now I
0: know why I'm blue, and I'm melancholy call it right through, there's a spot. Just how doggone happy I'll be Every night there's a candlelight In all my dreams it seems I'm fast In Indiana, Indiana to dream for all I'm worth. 3 o'clock, we start the Pullman Symphony. Everybody snoring in a different key. 4 o'clock, i kind of open up my eyes. 5 o'clock, the Indiana sun will rise. 6 o'clock, the engineer will give the alarm. 7 o'clock, you'll find me in my loving man. Let I'm going back to Indiana. Indiana, could anything be grander than the job? See-
1: Indiana Stomp, recorded by Columbia in New York on September 25, 1925, issued as catalog number 480. The label credits the composition to the original Indiana Five, but it was performed there by the original Memphis Five. Before the OM Five, it was Red Nichols and his Five Pennies with Indiana, composed by James F. Hanley, and not to be confused with the Indiana written around the same time by Arturo Patino. That recording, Brunswick 4373, made April 18, 1929 and released in July, was an instrumental, but there are lyrics which were written by Ballard MacDonald. And we started our celebration of Indiana's statehood with Aileen Stanley, singing about her sweet Indiana home. Rosario Bourdon conducted the orchestra on that June 8, 1922 recording, issued on Victor 18922. Sweet Indiana Home was written by Walter Donaldson. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, December 11th, marked the birth in 1889 in Dudley, England, of composer, author, publisher, producer, and music director Ben Black. He emigrated to the U.S. aboard the steamship S.S. Carmania, arriving at the port of New York on February 10, 1907, as a steerage passenger with his brothers Morris and Abe, and became a naturalized citizen. Ben Black played banjo in the early Art Hickman Band, and in the mid-twenties formed Ben Black and his orchestra, recording a couple dozen sides for Victor in Oakland, New York, and Los Angeles, with about half of them actually issued. He was also the leader of the orchestra at the California Theater in San Francisco, and worked in the professional department of musical instrument retailer Sherman Clay & Company. He joined ASCAP in 1926, and on September 28, 1929, Ben Black and his Rhythm Kings played at the opening of the 3,021-seat Lowe's Jersey Theater. In the 30s, he became music director of Paramount Theaters, producing shows in New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. And in 1936, Black was director of Fanshawn and Marco in Los Angeles, producers of live stage prologues for Motion Pictures. Ben Black died in San Francisco the day after Christmas in 1950 and is interred at Salem Memorial Park in Colma, just south of the city. For his first birthday segment last year, I played several of the songs he co-wrote, performed by others. This time, you'll hear a couple more of his compositions, but also a couple of records by Ben Black and his orchestra, starting off with this one.
2: Far ahead There I reach That golden shore Life is from me fast fading Soon I'll be In sweet repose.
1: Two electrical recordings in that set were both by Ben Black and his orchestra. We started off with Lay My Head Beneath a Rose, with the vocal by Drury Lenington from Victor 20049, recorded April 30, 1926. Lay My Head Beneath a Rose is credited on almost all the sheet music and copyrights to a W. Madison and G. Falkenstein. Falkenstein is Grant Falkenstein, whose full name was Ulysses Simpson Grant Falkenstein. He was born about 1867 in Maryland and moved to California in 1888, where he was one of the original members of the San Francisco Municipal Band. In 1903, he formed the Fresno Military Band and escorted Teddy Roosevelt to Yosemite with everyone on horseback. Three years later, he formed the Fresno Municipal Band, which he directed until his retirement. In 1914, Falkenstein was assistant director of the 125-piece Shrine Band, which traveled across the U.S. to promote the Panama Pacific Exposition in San Francisco. Ginny Sims received her basic musical training from Falkenstein before joining Kay Kaiser's band. He died July 17, 1945, and is buried at the Independent Order of Oddfellows Cemetery in Fresno. W. Madison was a little harder to track down, but is almost certainly Walter Ashton Madison, born October 2, 1871, in New York City. Not a professional musician, he worked primarily as a tailor and fabric cutter, and died February 17, 1938, in San Francisco, and is buried in Olivet Memorial Park, just outside of the city. In that same April 30th, 1926 session, Ben Black and his orchestra also recorded The Prisoner's Song. But the vocalist on that one was Maurice J. Gunsky, and Ben Black himself played banjo. Prisoner's Song was written by Guy Massey. The first of the two acoustical recordings was of Black's tune, Dry Your Tears co-written with Art Hickman and Vincent Rose. It was performed there by Joseph C. Smith's orchestra on Victor 18533, recorded January 30, 1919. And we finished up with the Ben Black, Louis Nova, and Neil Merritt collaboration, Beside a Silvery Stream. That was Herb Weedhoff's Cinderella Roof Orchestra, recording for Brunswick in Los Angeles in May of 1925. On December 14, 1819, Alabama became the 22nd of the United States of America. Mardi Gras was introduced to the Western world not in Louisiana or New Orleans, but in 1703 in what is now Mobile, Alabama. The official state song of Alabama is Alabama, but that's not one of the songs in this set of rapidly rotating records about Alabama. (laughs) Alabama
2: Hvis vi bedt, får vi hen, Nu er gang en træk personer, jeg skal lære. Sikkert en stemning, er helt uden hæmting, med sådan en er rigtang humør. Ja her, best og kaladsk her, er gammelt og jazz, sådan en her, en god stimulant. Selv de gamle, som har rundet de fir, giver den med og kæm. We're gonna have and two. dance, time, in time,
1: Moonlight Revelers were a New York studio group directed by pianist J.C. Johnson. The clarinetist is George James, but the trombone player in that arrangement of Alabama Shuffle is unknown. On this particular record, Grey Gull 1775, recorded in August of 1929, the group is credited as the Five Hot Chocolates, and they were also known as the New Orleans Stompers. Normally, I wouldn't play a 78 recorded on October 23, 1955, but before the Five Hot Chocolates from Columbia DD659, made in Denmark, it was the Harmony Makers with the Paul Olsen's Quintet and Alabama, written by George L. Cobb and Otto Leisner. The arrangement with its detuned, honky-tonk-sounding piano was by Werner Holm Larsen. Paul Olson's P-O-U-L was born in Copenhagen on April 3, 1920, and received formal musical training in classical violin. He started playing publicly at age 13 and by 1939 was a professional musician with his own ensemble by 1940. He recorded as early as 1942 and played his last concert at the Copenhagen Jazz Festival on July 2, 1987, and died 10 days later. We started off that Alabama set with Gus C. Edwards Orchestra and Alabama Stomp, a James P. Johnson-Henry Creamer collaboration. The vocalist on that September 13, 1926 Victor recording was Cliff Covert. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I... Thank you for your very kind attention.